Verse number one, the Bible says, But King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys being in your house today, Lord. God, I just pray you would take control of our time right now, Lord, that you would help it to be profitable and beneficial to each, each guy in the room, Lord, that you would give them what they need. <clears throat> God, please give me the right words and thoughts and spirit to communicate this, Lord. Help it to be understandable, but most of all, help it to challenge us spiritually, Lord, where we are and where you want us to go and how you want us to grow because of this, Lord. Please help us. I pray that you would work on each heart. God, I pray you would speak to each need that the guys have, what they're maybe struggling with, um, maybe things that they've been you know, facing for a while and, and not sure how to handle it. I pray you would please give them some help today. I can't do that, but I know that you can. We ask that you would be lifted up. We pray you would be pleased, Lord. But Lord, help us to hear your voice through the preaching. God, we've got to have you work on hearts and change us to be the young men that you want us to be. Please help us. I thank you for the class that we've had to this point. Please bless the preaching, God. We need it. We need it. We need your touch on it. We cannot do it without you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Thank you guys for standing. I appreciate that. <clears throat> young men, let me remind you today, the devil wants to destroy you. The devil wants to destroy you individually, personally. He's coming after you. It reminds me, guys, in the Bible, Jesus comes to Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. You know what he's saying? The devil's coming after you, and he doesn't have good intentions behind it. And guys, by the way, time out, time out, time out. What I just said about the devil wanting to destroy each person, I know a lot of us have heard that a lot. It still doesn't take away the fact that it's true, and it still doesn't take away the fact that it's happening right now. So please don't turn that off. Like, yeah, 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 I get that. Because it's true. And that threat is real and the attack is ongoing. He wants to sift you as wheat. We know the verse about he's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Guys, that's a serious verse. And who is that targeted at? Us. One of the most powerful weapons in his arsenal is in the area of lust. And guys, we have a natural attraction to women. Can I get an amen right there? Amen. That was not very reassuring all right as men we have a natural attraction to women can i get an amen, amen. there we go right. i want the whole church to shake all right Woo! some of you are like i'm cold i'm cold brother right. i'm coming to the altar right right now right now all right, all right. there we go there we go dude there's some guys hold up hold up hold up there's some guys man they like half asleep in the back you know one of them guys are like how you doing Good. You know, one of them guys, like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, those guys half asleep, and you're like, dude, how you doing? Good. You know, what's your name? I don't know. You know, those kind of guys. And then you're like, dude, you like girls? Yeah. You know, like, they, they, they woke up for that. They do know that. You know, they're like, all right, at least you got that squared away. Just need to work on the whole functioning in life and all that good stuff, all right? <clears throat> We have that natural attraction, guys, but you know what? The devil wants to misuse that. Mm -hmm. He wants to misuse that in your life. And guys, at the core of all of this, he wants to destroy your life through that. Mm -hmm. 
Guys, we are blasted nowadays with immorality. We're blasted nowadays with the indecency that's out there. It's filthy. It's everywhere. Guys, it's, listen, if you want to stay right with God, which is staying pure till you get married, and then when, once you get married, being dedicated and devoted to that one woman the rest of your life and faithful to her, that's God's will. That's God's plan. If you want to stay right with him in that area, it's going to be the battle of your life. It's going to... It's going to encompass who you hang around. It's going to encompass the, the influences that you allow in, what you watch, what you listen to, and many, many other areas. Guys, we are blasted with these things nowadays. We are under a barrage. It's all around us, and we are bombarded by it. It's almost like we're soldiers, man, and they're sending the mortars over, and like, you, you can't get away from it. You go out in the world, it's there. You turn the TV on, it's there. All right. Anything, just normal occurrences nowadays, it's there. Shoved in your face. Hey, guys, we know this. The devil shows the appealing side of sin. It's not a new statement for you guys, but he shows the appealing side, right? And we know sin has some pleasure for how long? A season. that doesn't last very long, right? He comes at us with what looks pleasurable, what looks fun, what looks exciting, what looks thrilling. Guys, he comes at us with what's what promises us happiness, right? And then in a different regard, he says, listen, if you get that, if you get a woman like that, man, you'll really be somebody. That's what the Bible, Bible refers to as the pride of life. That if you do this, man, people will really look at you and respect you. Hey, guys, we don't need to worry about what people think of us in their eyes. We need to worry about what God thinks of us in his eyes, yeah. right? How he views us, how he estimates where we are. But guys, the devil comes after us, and he shows us that side. But you know, there's a whole other side that he doesn't seem to mention. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> he seems to leave out quite a bit. See, guys, what it promises is one thing. What it produces is a whole different story. What it declares is one thing. What it delivers is a whole different story. And what I want to preach on is this message today. What the devil doesn't tell you. There's a lot that the devil doesn't tell you. Let me give you some ideas. I'm just going to throw like a little list to you guys now of some things that are involved in this. And then there are four main occurrences of a guy falling to a woman in the Bible, all right, especially in the Old Testament. There are more, but I kind of feel like these are the main ones. I want to go through those. I don't think we'll get through much of that today, which is okay. But I want to go through each of those four and find out find out listen listen you say why are you why are you preaching this brother Tom because are you tempted by this every week I am I'll be real with you I am it's it's shoved in our faces it's everywhere and guys it's a battle it's hard uh, it's not you don't just you know snap your fingers no I'm, I'm just gonna do right today and the rest of the day you have no worries that's not how it works I wish it was that easy man it's not you take this pill and then you'll never have another bad thought doesn't work like that doesn't work like that it's a battle you know, George, if I'm going to think right, I have to, my, my mind starts to veer off sometimes. I say, no, get back on track, right? This happens constantly, right? Are you in the battle with me? You understand? Okay? So it's there. This is how it is. But guys, I think something that's very, can be very instructive to us as young men, all right, people that went down that road, where did it lead to? I mean, guys, what does the devil promise us? Happiness, right? He promised us pleasure and fun and excitement and thrills and Man, you'll really be somebody, right? You'll be important in this world if you follow this, if you follow your lust. 
If you go down that road of immorality, if you mess up with a young woman before you get married, I mean, guys, he shoves it in your face and he shoves it in my face. So I feel like if we look into the Bible for people that went down that road, we find out what's at the end of that road. That can be helpful to us because, George, next time this slaps your mind and, and a temptation uh, just, just comes pummeling you, you can say, no, 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 this guy tried it in the Bible. And how did it work out for him? It didn't work out well. So you know what it does, guys? It gives us more of an arsenal to fight back. Guys, the Christian life is a battle. It's a battle in the mind. Okay? We have truth, and the devil throws lies at us constantly. So you know what we fight back? The truth of the word of God. Guys, you say, both Tom, you've preached on this before. Yeah, I know. I spent a long time last year, many weeks, dealing with it. But it's needed, guys. It's needed, and this one maybe will be two weeks, three weeks at the most. But I feel that it's... It'll be helpful. I hope with God's help that it'll be helpful to us. What the devil doesn't tell you, there's a lot he leaves out, guys. All right, let me just throw this quick list at you, and then I'll get into my main points. With every one of these that we're going to talk about, guys, I would say one thing the devil doesn't tell you is that he's deceiving you. He's lying to you. Obviously, he leaves that out, right? These people were deceived that we're going to talk about. Number two, it doesn't satisfy. That's a big one. That's a huge one. Because what does the devil promise us? Man, you get, dude, you get this girl, you'll have everything you want. You'll be happy, man. You'll be fulfilled. You'll have joy. It doesn't work out that way. We'll go through these. You don't have to take my word for it. We'll go through these instances in the Bible. You'll see where it ended up. Uh, guys, they weren't skipping away with joy after they messed up. In fact, they got very, very difficult for a lot of these guys. Huh. So... They're deceived, they're lied to, and it doesn't satisfy, which kind of works hand in hand. Can I tell you another thing? They encountered severe difficulty. They were destroyed in many cases. They departed from God. Listen, guys, listen. This, this is an obvious statement, but sometimes our, guys, does, uh, uh, not only does the world lie to us, our flesh lies to us. The Bible says uh, the heart, we talked about this before, the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. You know what that tells me? My own flesh will lie to me. You know what your flesh will say? You can mess around with that girl and still be a good Christian. You say, Brother Tom, that sounded crazy. You know why? Because it is crazy. But it comes from our wicked heart. Guys, you can't mess around with a, with a trashy girl and be right with God. You cannot. You cannot do that. It's clear cut. But you know, guys, you ever have your mind conjure up some crazy things and think, maybe I could get away with it when you know you can't? Some of you guys are like, no, never been there. I have a halo around my head. Oh, yeah, liar. Listen, guys, we got to be straight up about it. Sometimes some crazy thoughts come to our mind. We think, I can, I can do this. No, you can't. No, you cannot. That's the devil feeding that to you, but that's your flesh latch, latching onto it. Say, yeah, yeah, I can do that when it's impossible. Like, we, like I preached on a couple weeks ago, you can't win, right? You go against God. It's impossible to win. It's impossible to come out on top. So you depart from God. So, guys, when you do these type of things, it departs from God. You are walking away from God. I'm not saying you're not saved, but you are severely walking away from him, and it's not going to turn out well. A lot of these guys, I got two more of these on the list. A lot of these guys went into debauchery. What I mean, they went in head over heels. Not only did they mess up with a, uh, a woman, but, man, they just completely obliterated their life, made terrible choices, left and right, debauchery. Guys, that can happen. That can happen. Listen, the, the relationship with that girl can be the doorway that leads you to a whole different world yeah. of activity. 
hey, you got to be you got to be real about this and realize the potential of it, the threat of it. And the last one I got on this list is they were disgraced. What I mean by that is even after it, some of them got right with God, thankfully, after they messed up, but they still have that sticking around, Wes. They still have that stigma that we say, hey, this was a great guy, but he did that. Okay? And guys, we don't want that. Listen, we don't want that. Listen, we don't want you to have to carry that baggage into your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and all that. God help us. Hey, I get it. Guys, I'm not trying to beat anybody down. I'm not trying to be uh, uncaring and cruel and callous and just slap everybody around. But guys, this is a big area. This is a big threat to all of us. I don't care your age. I don't care if you're 14 or you're my age, 37. Listen, we, we are all in this battle, okay? And it's difficult. It's hard. It is hard for a young man to keep a clean mind in 2024. It's, it's hard. It's difficult, all right? But what are we going to do about it? The devil, what the devil doesn't tell you. First of all, guys, I got four of these occurrences. One, one day we'll get back to 1 Kings 11 about Solomon. But to start off, let's go in, in order here. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Very, obviously very familiar, famous story. This is the fall of man. This is when uh, mankind first sinned and plunged the human race into sin. Okay? I just want to cut to the chase, though. We know how the, the beginning of the chapter starts. Satan took on the form of a, a snake, a serpent. I still think all snakes are related to the devil. You know, I don't like them. But he takes on the form of a serpent, and he says, Yea, hath God said. Guys, that's the key, which I'm not preaching on today, but he's always going to try to attack your certainty of the Bible. He's going to say, George, does God really say that? I mean, does God really want you to do that? He's always going to attack that. And that's where we need to be strong, guys. That's why we need to build our wall and keep it solidified. You know the story. She answers back, doesn't quite have all her answers together. And then eventually his mask gets pulled off. He says, you shall not surely die. In fact, God's basically holding you back. Verse number five, when you eat it, you'll be like God's knowing good and evil. Verse number six is where I want to start reading. All right. Genesis 3, 6. What the devil doesn't tell you. Verse number six, the Bible says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse number seven, the eyes of them uh, both were open. They knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. You know the rest of the story. Not good, right? All right, guys. So the message is what the devil doesn't tell you, right? First of all, Something he forgot to mention, quote-unquote forgot. He doesn't mention that it leads to, number one, devastation. The devil doesn't mention that. Guys, he, he throws out the pleasure. He, he throws out, man, she looks good. Man, this is like all your dreams being fulfilled right in front of you. This is happiness. This is everything, man. And you have that pumping inside of you. I get it. I understand. What the devil doesn't tell you, though, is that it leads to devastation. Now... Guys, I'm not even really going to deal with Eve today. Verse number six, though, it tells us the first half. She looks at it again. She views it differently. She takes of the fruit. She eats. We already know God told them, don't mess with it. Don't eat it. Here she sins, right? But the last part, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Hey, guys, can I tell you, Adam was not deceived by the devil. He was not. He went into it with eyes wide open. 
My subpoints here, first of all, is that he was a full, he was fully aware of his disobedience. Then why did he do it? In First Timothy two fourteen, it says, "And Adam was not deceived, but the woman, being deceived, was in the transgression." So the woman was tricked. She uh, got got lied to by the devil and believed it, but Adam was not. Guys, you know why he disobeyed God? Because he followed his attraction. Can I tell you what I believe? This is why he did it. He wasn't tricked by the devil. He didn't fall for his lies. You know why he did it? He said, I, I know God told me not to eat of that, but who cares? Forget that. I want her. That's why he sinned. He chose to sin. He, he stepped into it. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't an oops. He did it on purpose. You know why he did it on purpose? Because he wanted that woman. Now, you say, well, Tom, this is not immorality. This is his wife. I understand that. But he followed her to sin. That's why I included it in this study. It's devastation. It leads to devastation. The devil doesn't tell you that. He doesn't put that out in the, in the commercial, guys. He doesn't put that out in the music video, guys. He doesn't put that out in the billboards that we see. He doesn't put that out. He, somehow he must have left that out. He doesn't tell you that it leads to devastation. Adam knew what he was doing. He walked into it with eyes wide open. And the reason he did is because he wanted her. He said, I would rather be close to her than I would be with God. Man. You know what that also tells me, kind of getting off? Tim, there was a uh, devotion problem, a worship problem in Adam's mind. Now, he hadn't sinned yet, but when he made that choice, it reveals what was in his heart. You know what he's saying? She's more important to me than God. Wow. Hey, guys, you know, sin starts in our heart more often than it starts with our hands. It starts here. It starts here. And he's saying, you know, I'd rather have her than I would be right with God. Wow. That's crazy. Can I show you another thing? And I'll I'll confess to you guys, I'm not 100% about this, but I think it's worth mentioning. So in verse 6, right, she looks at the tree, she's impressed by it, she eats it. And then it says she gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. She gave to her husband with her. You know what that makes me think, George? Hold up. Adam was there? Because you know what we read, and, and I'm like I said, I'm not 100% about this. This is my opinion, okay? Just so you know. You know what we always think, Tim? Adam was somewhere out working, and the woman's there, and then Satan attacks right then where she's weak, right? And he, and he swoops in and says, hey, did God really say that? You know, in so many words, I don't know, you know. And then he says, oh, look at that tree. God's trying to hold you back and all this kind of stuff. And she says, hmm, it is pretty pretty, you know, and all this kind of stuff. That's what we do in our mind, right? That's what we do in our mind. Hey, guys, can I tell you what the Bible says? Adam was right there. Yeah. What does that tell us? Who should be the leader in the home? The man. Guys, he had the leadership responsibility. And who had God told directly his commands? Adam. He didn't tell it to Eve, right? He told it to Adam directly. Back in chapter 2, we're not going to reference it, but he's saying, listen, you can eat of all these trees. And he said, but of this one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good, don't eat of it, the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And they died spiritually. They were separated from God because of this action. Guys, I call this the foregone authority. He had the leadership responsibility, and he had received the lesson. 
And I believe he's the one that passed it on to Eve. When God spoke to Adam, Eve, I don't believe Eve was there with him. So you know what Adam did? He told Eve, God said that we can't eat of that. And he relayed the lesson to her. Guys, if I'm not getting it wrong, Satan comes up and is having this conversation with Eve and Jaden the whole time Adam's just over there. There's something wrong with that. And guys, can I tell you, I'm not trying to bust you up. And I'm not trying to have one of them messages, bless God, we're pinning here today, amen? I'm not doing one of them messages, all right? You know what I am saying, though? As men, we need to step up. Yeah. We need to step up. Hey, guys, this was his wife. This was his family. And he's just standing over there twiddling his thumbs while the devil destroys them. And he's just, yes, dear. Hold up, dude. Did God call you to be the leader or not? Did God reveal his will to you or not? Did God give you his clear commands or not? Now, here's what I'm saying. I'll give two quick applications of this. Guys, here in your life right now, number one, if you know more about the Bible, you should be the leader in the friendship. I'm not talking about with a girl. I'm talking about with your friends here. If you know more about the Bible, you need to be the leader. I will never forget this, Tim. I was probably 15, 16 and Anthony, I was talking about this recently with you. I had gotten in with a friend that was, he wasn't a bad guy, I thought, but it wasn't, I was starting to drift away, okay? I wanted, I thought this guy was, man, this guy was cool, everybody liked him, you know, he said a joke, everybody laughed, and you're like, man, why didn't that ever happen to me, you know? This guy, like, everybody thought he was all that. And I could see myself drifting. I remember I used to stay uh, late with my dad. My mom would, after church, my mom would, would drive home with the rest of the family, and then I would stay late. My dad would be counseling. He was the pastor. He would stay late. So sometimes it would be, you know, real late, 9.30, 10, 10.30. My dad would still be here trying to help people, but I would stay with him so I could ride home with him. And Ethan, I remember, I think it was a Wednesday night after church, we're riding home, and my dad, we were talking about this guy, and he said, Tom, he said, you know more about the Bible than he does. That guy had only been coming to church maybe a year or two. He said, you know more about the Bible than he does. He said, don't, don't follow him. You lead him. Yeah. Mm. Guys, that was a long time ago now, but that still sticks with me. And that's a great lesson to learn. Because you know what some of us do? We've been in church our whole lives, and we've heard all this stuff, and we've learned it all. But sometimes when we get around a certain group of friends, we don't say what we need to say. We don't step up how we should step up and we just kind of stay quiet and stuff goes on that we know God is not pleased with because we know what the Bible says but yet when our friend group is going the wrong way we just kind of keep our mouth shut hey guys listen I get it I know some guys have more of an outspoken personality and some guys don't say much hey you be who God made you to be but can I tell you there's a time when all of us no matter our, our personality type we need to step up and say something and I don't care if you're, you're not a loud mouth and you're not an outspoken type of guy. There's times when you need to say, guys, this is not right. And the whole, the whole group of guys may laugh at you, but you're still doing right. I remember my dad telling me that, and I thank God that he did. Because that facilitated me making some decisions to get away from that guy. I told Anthony about this recently. That guy, none of you know him, but that guy just, I don't know, maybe a year later than that, messed up with a girl, and I'm talking about in the worst way possible. Aiden, that makes me think, what if I would have tried to stay close with him? What would have happened to me? 
Would I have fallen into something like that? I know I would have been closer to it. I know what I would have had more opportunities. I don't know. But guys, if you know more about the Bible, you be the leader. Hey, guys, don't let some guy, and I'm, we're all for new people coming into church, right? We're welcoming them and loving them. But don't let some guy that doesn't know the right type of music say, bro, check this out. And you're over there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. You don't even know the words to say. You know, you pull out these words from the 80s. That's pretty neat, though. And you're like, nobody says that, you know? <laughs> guys, don't, don't fall in line with that stuff. Don't, don't get lagged around by some guy that doesn't know his head from a hole in the ground. Wake up. Be the leader. And I'm not saying you got to, you know, mark... March around this place, bless God, I'm the leader. No, come on, chill out. But if you know something is wrong, call it out. If you know something is right that is not being done, say, come on, guys, let's do it. Hey, guys, if trash is laying around the church, step up. If chairs need to be put away, step up. And I know a lot of you guys do. I'm not beating you up. I'm just saying, be the leader. We got too many guys that want to be followers. Not enough guys that want to be leaders. Or let me switch it around. Tim, we got some guys that want to be leaders, but leaders in the wrong direction. They're, they're, they're leaders, Fernando, by showing their friends wicked pictures. They're, they're leaders, quote unquote, by showing, having their friends listening to ungodly music. Guys, that's not a leader. That's somebody that's dragging people into sin. God help us. God help us not to fall into that. If, you're, if you know more about the Bible, George's been in church his whole life pretty much, Ethan your whole life, Aiden your whole life, Wes, Tim. We've been here for a long time. So let's step up and be the leaders. And some of you, Eric Christian, been here about 25 years. I know they're like 18, but they're 25. No, they've been in church a long time. But you know what, guys? We're not just here to just go through the motions and go back home. We're here to learn what God says. And listen, guys, we talk about wisdom all the time. What is that? It's taking the knowledge we have and plugging it in, using it. So let's use it. Hey, guys, somebody go to public school this week. There's going to be a bunch of filthy stuff going on in front of you that you know is wrong. Are you going to be a part of it, number one? I hope not. Number two, I'm not saying you got to get over the loudspeaker in your, in your school and call out everybody, but do you ever say to your friends, hey, guys, that's not right? Well, they're going to laugh, Brother Tom. At least they'll know where you stand. At least it'll give you an opportunity to give them a track. At least it'll give you an opportunity. Sometimes, Ethan, if you step up like that, maybe when things turn difficult in their life, they'll come to you and say, hey, could you pray for me? I know you care about this stuff. That's how it works. Hey, guys, you be the leader. And number two, when you get older and do have a relationship with a, with a young lady and you get married one day, guys, it's, it's no excuse to be a caveman. We get that, that mindset wrong. Me get married, me control this woman, she do whatever I say. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. The Bible says you need to prefer one another. That's a big tip for some of you guys that will get married one day. That's a big thing. But I'm telling you, I am responsible for my home. George, if my family goes off track, it's my fault. And Aiden, I have to take that seriously. And I ask God to help me with that, to take that seriously and, and to, to try to guard our home. Hey, guys, Adam's just standing there while the devil is ripping his family apart. I got an issue with that. And then his wife, here you go, honey. Thanks, dear. Are you kidding me? You know better than this. You told your wife we shouldn't eat of that tree. And then what are you guys doing? Right? He's standing right there. Now, guys, as I said, we always kind of uh, create in our minds that he was away somewhere. The two options are here. I'll just confess to you. The two options are he was away and he walked up while she was eating. That should have been enough, though, Ethan. If, he, if, he, if he's coming back from work and she's about to bite into the fruit, something needs to be said. Hello? Like, stop! You know, what are you doing? 
explain this to me. Why I talked to this snake and hold on, you were talking to a snake? Problem number one, you know, like, come on. Let's go take you to the psychiatrist, even though there's, we're the only two people on earth, all right? Right? He should have said something there. But the other option is he was standing there the whole time, Aiden. I mean, can you imagine that? His wife's talking to the devil, hath God said. He hears all that, doesn't say a word. Well, yeah, we're supposed to, you know, we can eat up all the trees, but this one tree we can't, and, and we're not even supposed to touch it. She added that, but Tim, I don't have a problem with that. To me, that's a standard that she said, if I'm not going to eat from that, I don't even want to touch it. Maybe Adam told her that. Maybe she came up with that herself. I don't know. But Adam may have been standing there the entire time, guys. Hey, guys, God has made us men for a reason. Don't fall into this stupidity in this world nowadays that people switch back and forth their genders. No, you can't. <laughs> and you didn't decide it. Listen, God chose for you to be male as your gender. And once you were born that way, that's who you are the rest of your life. And listen, people think they can change back and forth. Listen, in 100 years from now, when they're all dead and buried, you know, they can dig up their bones and do one simple test. And you know what they'll be able to determine? Male or female. You know why? Because it doesn't change. It doesn't change, and it never will. You, listen, people can think that they're not the gender that they were born as, but you know what that is? Mental games. They're confused, severely confused, but they're st they still are whatever they were born as. So he's just standing there listening, watching, being passive while his wife gets deceived and falls into this sin, and then he's dumb enough to go head over heels and say, I want her too. Give me a bite of that. Hey guys, listen, as men and as leaders and as, as young men that know what the Bible says, guys, many of you, listen, 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 many of you know a lot about the Bible. You may not think that you do, but you know a lot, but do you use it? Do we, do we put that stuff on silent when we go to school? Do we put that stuff on silent when we go to work or when we go to our neighborhoods? I'm not saying it's always easy. I'm not saying we need to broadcast a sermon to everybody, but do we ever speak up and say, hey, that's not right. What are we doing? The foregone authority. He was supposed to be the leader, but he was the follower. He should have said something, but he kept his mouth shut. You don't see Adam saying one word here. You see the wife talking, and you see the devil running his mouth. Hey, shouldn't it have been Adam's job to step up and say, hey, you shut up. We're not listening to that. We're going to follow what God says. That's his job. And guys, that's your job too. Maybe the full manifestation will be in the future when you get married, but that's your job too. Hey, by, by the way, you want to be a leader one day, start trying to work on being a leader now. Yeah. Tim, you know who becomes leaders in their junior and senior year on the basketball team? The guys at freshman software, they're working their tails off. They earn respect. And they play hard on that court. They're the guys that when they become juniors and seniors, people listen to them. You know why? Because they've been working hard for a long time. Guys, you don't become a leader when you get married. You know, uh, 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 I now pronounce your husband and wife. You may kiss the bride and you're like, booyah, oh yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. Now, now I can kiss her and I'm a leader. No, it started way before that. Should have started way before that. He, the devil didn't mention that it led to devastation. I'm almost done. You say the message? Oh no, <laughs> but for today, all right? He was fully aware of disobedience. He followed his attraction. Instead of saying, you know what? God told me not to do this, and I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to follow what he said. He said, I want her. And guys, he should have been the authority. He should have been the leader in this situation and say, hold on, Eve, what are you doing? Why are you talking to him? Stop. No, 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 no. We can't talk to him. 
He's trying to destroy us. That's the devil. He stayed quiet. He followed. He was passive. Hey, guys, Tim and Wes and these older guys could tell you, some of you experienced, we live in the day and age of passive men. And again, guys, I'm not saying in every situation, bless God, you stand up here. I'm not saying that. You got to pick your spots. <laughs> you got to be wise about this. But we need some men that'll step up. Step up, guys. All right? I'm not getting you on you. I'm just saying. That's the day and age we live in. Let that not be the, the case here. All right? Let us have young men to step up. Hey, we should be the leaders in leading people to the Lord. We should be the leaders in knowing the Bible. We should be the leaders in praying and, and caring about new people coming in. Listen, we need godly young women too. Absolutely we do. Some of you guys are like, yeah, because I need to marry one of them one of these days. All right, I understand. But you know, we need godly young men. Guys, we're never going to have a great move of God in this country, uh, revival amongst young people, if we don't have godly young men. Some of you guys are working in that direction, but I just encourage you, stay at it. Stay at it. The foregone authority. And guys, verse number eight, they felt alienation. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Hey, guys, they felt a separation now. Why? Because they had sinned. They spiritually died. They didn't have that connection with God anymore. And guys, listen, in a different way, it doesn't break our relationship with God. But if you're saved, listen, if you're saved in here today, you will always have that relationship with God. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if you mess up. It doesn't matter if you sin. But, 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 it does mess up your fellowship with God. Your closeness to him. Hey, guys, as I said, you cannot sin against God and be close to him. You know what you feel? You feel a separation. You feel a distance. You feel an alienation. Hey, guys, 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 let me just teach you something on our way to finishing up here today. If you watch something on TV and it doesn't set well with you on the inside, it kind of bothers you in your heart and in your mind. I, would, I wouldn't watch that anymore because you know what that is? You're grieving the Holy Spirit. You know what that is? You are, you are distancing yourself from God. You ever feel that? I've been there, guys. I'm not saying it's evil, whatever you're watching, but does everything, anything ever come on there and you're like, well, man, I just can't watch this and feel right about it, have a good conscience about it. That's a good sign, guys. If, if you feel that, then you need to learn from that and say, I am not going to watch that anymore. I'm not going to listen to that anymore. I hope you understood that, but they felt, felt alienation. Now, Jaden, God would come through the garden every day, every day, and meet with them and talk with them and fellowship with them. How amazing would that be, right? I mean, George, you could ask him anything. You could talk to him about what you did that day and the struggles that you're having. He fellowshiped with them on a daily basis. By the way, he still wants to. Now, we're not walking through gardens anymore, but you know how we fellowship with God? Through our Bibles and through prayer. He still wants to fellowship with you. But guys, what happened now? When they heard God coming, what happened now? They ran. They hid. Why? Because they felt alienation. And guys, you know why we feel alienation from God? Because we moved. God doesn't move. Yeah. Guys, God, some guys in this room right now, you say, Brother Tom, I don't feel as close to God as, as I should be. I don't feel like I'm very close to him right now. Can I tell you why? And I'm not trying to be brutal. But you know why? Because you moved away. God doesn't change. God didn't do you wrong. God didn't, God didn't trick you and, and, and bait and switch you. No, God stays the same all the time, but you moved away from him. And you know why they felt an alienation away from God? Because they moved, because they sinned, because they moved away from God. Guys, you can be as close to God as you want to be, but it's going to take repenting of your sin. It's going to take 
being obedient to him. And guys, <laughs> I'm done with this. It's my last sub point, but the far reaching effects. Uh, can I just open it up to the class? What are some of the effects of Adam and Eve's sin? We could be here a while. I'm not trying to be exhaustive with this because you guys are like, I'm already exhausted. I get it. But what are some of the effects of Adam and Eve's sin? Can you help me? What? Separation from God. Separation from God. We're born spiritually dead now. What else? There's a lot. Um, the plants are dead. Mm -hmm. Like you actually keep the plants alive. Yeah, yeah. It takes work, right? You know what grows naturally? Weeds. <laughs> I talked about here. Thorns and thistles and weeds. Those things grow. You don't even have to try. But if you want something good to grow, that takes work. What else? There's a lot. There's a lot. Any other ideas? Labor. Labor. Yeah, we got to work hard. Now, now, work wasn't a part of the curse, but uh, sorrow in labor is part of it now. Sweat and hardship and difficulty. That's a part of the curse. Anything else you guys can think of? Guys, pain. Chris, what do you got? Pain. Uh, he, he stole it from me, or I stole it from him, right? Sickness. Sickness, yeah. You ever been sick before? Because of this. Yeah. Death. Death? Yeah, all of it. Hey, guys, you know why there's hospitals? Because of Adam and Eve's sin. You know why there's prisons? Adam and Eve's sin. <laughs> I mean, we could go forever and ever. You know why there's diseases? You know why there's cancer? Adam and Eve's sin. It all traces back to that. Everything. Guys, any pain that we have, physical pain, any sorrow that we have. You know why families split apart? Adam and Eve's sin. You know why dads beat up on their kids and wife sometimes? Because Adam and Eve's sin. You know why... Uh, alcohol is, is so popular starts here you say this has nothing to do with alcohol it all spurns out from this it all flows out from this hey guys all the suffering in the world comes from this hey guys just a couple quick ones I'll throw at you the end of verse 16 or halfway through 16 talking about the woman she's going to have sorrow sorrow is a part of it this is talking about in childbirth but sorrow is going to be a part of life now because of their sin at the end of verse number 16 it talks about the the strife that could happen between a husband and a wife. Guys, sorrow will be a part of it. Strife will be a part of it. Adam, at the end of verse number um, 17, it says, In sorrow shalt thou eat of it, talking about the ground, all the days of thy life. There's going to be a struggle. It's going to be hard now. As we're talking about difficulty, that'll be a part of life now. And as Fernando mentioned in the first verse number 19, I won't read it, but he talks about one day you're going to die. Hey, guys, it all comes from that. It all comes from that. Now, you say, Brother Tom, uh, that's because they're the first two people. That's because they're the, the you know, starting off the, the human race. This stuff's not going to happen to me. That's true. That's true. But you know what, guys? They, a sin, because you followed a woman into it, can devastate your family, can devastate your future. Guys, it can devastate things in many unimaginable ways in your life. Hey, guys, it's not worth it. But you know what? Liam, I find interesting. Devil didn't mention that. I mean, Aiden, he talked about how good the tree looked and how uh, appealing the fruit was, right? And he had a lengthy conversation with this woman while Adam's standing over there like a dummy. Sorry, I just had to throw that in. But you know what he didn't mention? The devastation that would be a part of it. Bruce, he didn't mention that. So, guys, this week, we got a lot more message, but no more time. This week, when the devil comes at you and a temptation flashes in front of you, and you're like, bro, she looks good. Man, 
I wonder, I wonder what I should do. I wonder if I should let my mind wander. I wonder if I should let my thoughts go off the rails here. Hey guys, can I remind you? Adam followed a woman into sin. Where did it lead him? Somewhere he never expected. You know why? Because the devil never mentioned that. And the devil only puts out the positive, the appealing, the pleasurable side of this. But guys, there's a whole other side to it. And this message is all about what the devil doesn't tell you. So guys, we need to be armed with the truth of the word of God so that this week, we don't fall for his lies. Hey, 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 you will be tested on this stuff this week, today probably. Be ready. How, how, how? By having the word of God armed up, uh, um, locked and loaded in your mind. You're armed and you're ready to fight back. Hey guys, we can't fall for the devil's lies. You know how? By having the truth uh, solidified in our life. Do you have it? Hey, the devil didn't seem to mention about this devastation, and he doesn't for us either. Let's not fall for it, all right? What the devil doesn't tell you. Let's bow our head and close.